Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla and we're so happy to have you here with us. But before we get into the word this morning, we're going to take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today and we thank you for another opportunity to gather together in your word, Lord, to learn more about you, Lord, and not just about the works that you do, but your heart, your nature, and your character, Lord. We ask that you reveal those areas in us that don't reflect you, Lord, and we ask you to assist us in making them right, Lord, so that we're clean before you. We thank you for our partners and our listeners and the blessing upon their homes and their houses, Lord, that you have divine protection around them beside them and everything in between lord that you're fully covering them in your blood and we thank you for that in jesus name amen Amen. in jesus almighty name amen and amen well good morning and welcome everyone so glad to have you with us as we get into the word and continue our study of first thessalonians so this morning we are in chapter three and if i could get a volunteer to read verses one through five please i'll read them All right, honey, honey. Therefore, when we could no longer endure it, we thought it good to be left in Athens alone and sent Timothy, our brother and minister of God and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ to establish you and encourage you concerning your faith that no one should be shaken by these afflictions. For you yourselves know that we are appointed to this. For in fact... We told you before when we were with you that we would suffer tribulation just as it happened. And, you know, for this reason, when I could no longer endure it, I sent to know your faith, lest by some means the tempter had tempted you and our labor might be in vain. All right. Well, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you. And ask any questions that you have. So we would like to begin. I would. All right, honey, honey. All right. So um, the the theme that we've kind of been talking about, or at least that's been standing out to me through these first um, sections that we've read in 1 Thessalonians, is the theme of a father, you know, talking to his, his children, his offspring, but not just you know, offspring in the sense of there was reproduction and he just kind of cast them to the wind and let them go, but that he stayed in connection with them and he kept his heart um, in tune and listening to God on their behalf and listening out for their well-being. And he was concerned for them and not in, I'll say a carnal way, but as a, like he really took them to heart. I can, I can see that the, the heartfelt um, concern that he had for them and the care that he had for them. Sometimes as parents, we don't always share the why with our children, the why we do certain things with them or the full articulation of our affections for them or our love. We might just say, I love you, but we, you know, we might not say when I was sitting at work and I couldn't come home to be with you guys and tuck you in at night, it bothered me and I really wanted to see you. So I sent this, you know, I Mm -hmm. sent 
your dad in there or your mom in there to give you a hug and a kiss while I was away because I knew that you needed that before you went to sleep. You know, we don't always articulate that in every every conversation that we have with our children and they need to know it because Absolutely. it helps them to understand. Um, I spoke with someone, you know, just a, a side kind of testimony about this. I spoke, I spoke with one of my coworkers one time and he was a, a father to a young daughter and he said, I hope one day my daughter understands all of my love for her and the reasons that I do what I do. And then I asked him, do you ever tell her that? And I said, you know, you're going to have to explain that to her. He's like, no, I think she should just be able to know. She should just be able to tell how I, you know, how much I love her and how I feel for her. And I said, well, she won't because kids don't all, all the time see the why, the reasons behind things. And it's so easy for children to come to the wrong conclusion. And that's the same with any person, but you know, spiritual children alike, it's, you might look from the outside and go, well, you're there and you haven't been here. And you know, how do you really feel about me? Am I still important to you? Do you care? Is it, or is it just, you're stopping through, you know, evangelizing now you're on your way. But the fact that he took this time to articulate that to them aids to their learning, but also to their strength and their ability to be able to endure um, any testing that was coming their way, you know, to know that their spiritual father is in fact thinking about him, them, he longs mm-hmm. to be there with them, but he's just not able to. Why, you know, reminding them again, why he is in chains or suffering affliction so that they don't become swayed and embarrassed by him thinking that he had done something wrong or that, you know, the ministers that were with him had, had missed God somehow, or, you know, just being swayed or carried about by any other falsehood that the adversary would try to, um, instill in them or try to insert to corrupt their growth and their fellowship with the Lord. So I really appreciate that parental aspect that I see coming from the apostle Paul. And as a, a pastor, it ministers to me because sometimes I may not articulate to the people that I mentor everything that there is, you know, there may not be time. You have to be right. you know, quick and say the important things first, but to build up their love and their affection and their esteem, it's important. You know, as a parent, that's something that I do put into practice privately, but just understanding and watching someone convey that, um, in the scriptures is, is a blessing to me. Um, another note that I, I noticed about this is something, my love, that you and I were talking about um, in one of our you know, conversations offline about how sometimes believers, we think that when we come into salvation, everything should be hunky-dory. It's now <laughs> going to be smooth sailing and the sweet by and by, and everything is going to be perfect. And we don't anticipate or expect that there will be challenges. We don't expect, especially in American religious culture, I'll say, and, and just in general, um, for most of the places that I've been or the people I've spoken to, we don't expect there to be um, any resistance to us pursuing the Lord. And it's not usually been taught, but um, for some time now, it has begun to be experienced. Absolutely. And so then with that mindset, we can conclude if someone is facing trouble, or affliction or chains, it's because somehow they miss God. And the Apostle Paul's life, you know, we, we read Acts um, mm-hmm. before we got started, kind of looking at his journey and how he was going to be going um, 
into the next phases of the ministry that God had. And it did not look like the pretty, pretty picture of ministry that we typically would associate, especially in how I'll, I'll say ministry has grown to look in America. Um, you're in a pulpit, a nice pristine building. There's lots of people there. It hardly looks like someone being taken in chains, um, or being beaten repeatedly or abused or afflicted in that kind of way. And realizing that for Paul in particular, um, when he was in prison, it wasn't because he missed the Lord. It was because he was exactly in the midst of the divine will of God. He was right in the center of the perfect will of God for his life. Because has he had he been somewhere else standing on a soapbox, you know, what was he going to do? Yell inside Caesar's window from outside the courtyard, hoping that he would be heard. What was he going to do? Charge him, run up to him to make him listen to the, the ministry of the gospel. He would have been definitely beaten and maybe speared along the way because Caesar had soldiers that were there to protect him as, as royal bodyguards, personal bodyguards. But God put him in the one place that he would have complete access to not only Caesar, but his entire household. And the Lord would be able, would be able to um, sow seeds within the prison guards that would eventually work its way up into the whole palace and not to mention the different kings that he got a first person face-to-face opportunity to minister to along the way that he never would have had being outside of this um, prisoner scenario doing ministry the way he had been doing it before. So for us to look at the word of God and and realize that the journey of believers, it shouldn't be the presentation of pretty, pretty picture, or they have lots of money, or they look shiny suits and their hair is slicked and it's so nice and they look wealthy to us or they look popular to us. They have the right number of attendees in their church or they're getting invited to speak to judge whether or not someone is following the Lord. We should be really listening to what is the Holy Spirit saying about the situation and that person to know whether or not they're following the Lord. And then brings us to another note, we should mind our business (laughs) just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, but if there is a question, judge based on what the Lord says and be able to see the divine flow and um, course that God is laying for his sons and daughters rather than what we think it should be. Absolutely. I, I love that you brought that up because it's something that even Jesus confronted in his earthly ministry with healing the, the blind man, right? There was much issue concerning that and, and many speculated that it was because of sin that that had happened to him. Mm-hmm. He was like, no. His or his parents sin. Right, exactly. It's like, no. Like, clearly, Jesus saying to the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes, you, you don't understand the scripture. You, you don't understand the word of the Lord and and why things are, are there. Right? But neither did they ask mm-hmm. what the, I'll say the, the truth concerning the matter was from the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, it's something that we all need to learn and apply to our life. Amen. Mommy, I like that you brought up Paul and examined him for a minute. And there's something else that I'd like to highlight about his life as well that will help us as we discuss standing and not just barely standing for the Lord, but being able to endure the imperfect, the most um, controversial or, or, or trying environments. Um, when we did our study in Acts and we read about Paul, he had that that dispute with Barnabas over Mark Mm -hmm. and they split ways over that. But 
as we continue to go through the scripture and we read um, Ephesians and we went through Romans and, and we got to see more of Paul's writing and we see and uh, we read Hebrews. Now coming to Thessalonians, we can track his growth and his character mm-hmm. because every trial produces patience and patience produces endurance. Or depending on your translation, they can be the same word. Mm-hmm. And then that produces character and the character produces hope. And then it keeps mm-hmm. going and going to your well-rounded and well-developed and trained in the Mm -hmm. art of the Lord. So being able to watch Paul grow and go with the Lord is a a benefit and a blessing for us because we wouldn't have known how we should operate with people or how to navigate the situations that Paul went through without the Holy Spirit here to guide us or the opportunity to read it in scripture, Mm -hmm. but to see that he didn't let that one action hinder him from being the prisoner for Jesus, going in chains to preach to Felix and Caesar and King Agrippa and all of the other prison guards that he, his presence there physically saved their life. Um, The Philippian jailer was going to hang himself Mm -hmm. because he thought Paul had left when Mm -hmm. all, when Paul and Silas were in prison and all the, and the bars came down, but, Paul had told the prisoners to stay there. Nobody moved. And the Philippian jailer was saved because if Mm -hmm. they had escaped, then the Romans would have killed him. So being able to see how God is able to work things on the macro and micro level is Mm -hmm. amazing. Who would have thought that Paul would have saved a Philippian jailer and he would have had the opportunity to come to the Lord. He probably wouldn't have even met. They wouldn't have crossed paths if Paul was, as you were saying, sitting in the soapbox, yelling outside Caesar's window, trying to get his attention, or he was just going on his own route that he picked for himself and speaking to the people he thought he needed to speak Mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. And then the prisoners had an opportunity to hear the the word as well from the Lord Mm -hmm. because they were in the cells as well. And they weren't able to go anywhere because of whatever it was that while they were there, but to see how many people's lives were touched just by Paul's, you know, one heart decision to follow the Lord is something that we should consider and be aware of as well. The Lord can use us on a level we could never imagine. And it's not just, I'm not saying that to say you, you're so great and awesome in and of yourself, but Mm -hmm. the, the Lord is able to take the situations that we would say is detrimental or we would find problem with, trying to think rationally and mm-hmm. show us a whole nother picture and a, and see how wide a range he's able to touch and how much we can contribute to his mission if we're just willing to follow him. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, the Lord brought my attention to verse three. Okay. Where Paul is talking about how that he was... I'm going to paraphrase this, but that he was impressed, impressed that they weren't falling to affliction. And Layla, you brought up talking about how when we allowed the Lord to work in us, we're able to grow in him and to become well-rounded. And we can see here that Paul is also encouraging the Thessalonians to deepen their relationship with God mm-hmm. and not only that but also allowing the Lord to heal them in the sense that the Lord is able to 
make them whole. Mm-hmm. I believe Romans talks about how that there is the firm foundation, which is Christ, and then there are different layers laid on top of it, mm-hmm. and how later it's going to be tested by fire, but the man himself will be saved. That's paraphrased as well. Okay. And the Lord also brought up the example of a tree. When the wind blows, the tree technically develops breaks in it, but if it does not heal those breaks, then it's going to topple over eventually. And no matter how big or how thick the tree is, And so, as we deepen our relationship with God, we should be allowing the Lord to help heal us of what we're doing, as in to develop our character and teach us as a father, and allowing those that God has put inside our life to encourage us to do that. Layla, you brought up the Philippian jailer, Mm -hmm. how... If he had ignored Paul, the Lord speaking through Paul, he still would have ended up in the same... Sorry, let me rephrase that. He would have done himself harm Mm -hmm. in the sense of he would have still received outcome he was trying to avoid. But when we allow God to minister to us, it said that later his whole household was saved because... Paul and Silas because the Lord working through Paul and Silas Mm -hmm. and how it's implied that the Thessalonians should be encouraging each other to deepen their relationship with God in order so that when the devil comes there's no opportunity for him to steal kill or destroy Mm -hmm. or find any fault in them Mm-hmm. but that they're b- blameless before God and men. Amen. Amen. Anything else, any? No. Amen. The Lord absolutely wants us to be able to stand. And when, as you said, promise, when we give the Lord the opportunity to heal us, well, you really mean make us whole, correct anything that's out of alignment, purify us, sanctify us, and strengthen us, when we allow him to have that place in our life, then we get the benefit and we are able to do just that, stand. We're able to endure. We're able to persevere. We're able to continue in hope. Um, you know, the human soul is, is a unique creation that without hope, it will wither away and it will begin to fail and even track into causing the natural body to fail. But when hope is present, now faith has something to uh, target. It has a focal point at which to direct itself so that there can be growth, there can be um, actuality, there can be an improvement of the current circumstances. So I love that, um, you know, the Apostle Paul here is encouraging them and equipping them and the Lord through the Apostle Paul is using his fatherly love. He, he's using his um, magnification, but clarification of the situation and reminders about what's actually happening. Here's the truth to strengthen 
these brothers and sisters in Christ, but also his spiritual children. Yes, mommy. Amen. Mm-hmm. There's a lot in there. Mm-hmm. So we're going to pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, promise. Lord, I thank you for today, Lord. I thank you for providing for every need. And that with that provision, Lord, there's no price that goes with it. Lord, I also thank you for allowing us to become more like you, Lord, and developing your character inside of us. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.